It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's high time. We had a high time. Together. Together. Yes, it's high time. We had a high time. Oh, hello again. I invite you to smoke a joint with me and Luke Zimmerman from Podcast 83 while we swap cannabis and travel stories and explore cannabis culture. And when you're finished, puff, puff, pass it on. I got the bottle of wine, the high dollar kind. I got the West Coast smoke, but I better just take one. You're, you're going to light a bowl. Okay. I'm. What do you have? I mean, I, I have joints in my purse, or no, I, I, rolled, I have. I rolled joints before I left. I got that. Oh, yay! Well, then, yeah. I'm not doing this then. No, that's that's fair. Um, do you know how much a medical cannabis license in Jamaica costs for cultivation? Um, I would make something up, but I don't even know Ma- what the what kind of a number do you think like the initial filing fee to in that country? Yeah, five thousand dollars. I think it was you have to do $45 or $50 payment, and then you don't have to do subsequent payments if you can show financial hardship until after your second harvest. And that's still a prohibitive barrier from a lot of farmers getting involved. Wow. And so in the concept of same, same, different, it's still the small farmer, the barrier to be able to even become compliant, mm-hmm. um, just not easy. Yeah, that w- that was fascinating to see, and I, I really respect. Um, well, can I get you to just twist your microphone a little bit closer to you? Twisting the microphone. Well, you don't. So you don't have to twist your body. Uh, you know, like turn the microphone. I didn't do my yoga for the day, so this is all right. Okay. Oh, speak of yoga, stretch. <laughs> I'm excited. Nice joint. Well, thank you. I. What um, are we smoking today? This would be a blend of some pineapple and some wedding cake. 
that I, I don't do like the single joint cultivars. I'm more of a scramps table weed kind of guy. I just flashed a look at Claire because I'm a fucking purist. So here we go. I'm living on the edge today. <laughs> <laughs> purist. <coughs> Can I ask why? <coughs> I'm curious about, <coughs> well, first of all, it's a respect for the farmer. Okay. Who grew that right. flower and shared it with me. <coughs> but also I, I'm a, casually baked all day i need to know how different strains make me feel right so by smoking it just by itself right i know the notes i know how it makes me feel i can make a note like this makes my eyes bloodshot do not smoke this on a show right or like this one gives me cotton mouth or whatever so it just helps me be a smarter pot smoker informed consumer i can respect that me if I really like certain cultivators, I will keep it separate. But especially, I'm on the road right now. I mean, I've got like a big jar of weed. That's what I'm traveling with. And I'm like, okay, here's some nugs, here's some nugs, boom. Totally. Yeah. Maybe and I that's fine. That's what my I don't. my little Keef box, whenever I finish something and there's some ground flour left, I'll put it in here. And so then that's just kind of my maybe late night grab bag on a Saturday night when I've <laughs> had a few glasses of red wine and I'm there like, oh, let's see what happens. But yeah, I can appreciate that. Do you, I have to ask, do you roll your own joints? Um, Swami taught me how to, <clears throat> excuse me, how to roll a proper joint. And I... Is it a straight roll or a cone? Well, it's, he creates a cone. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, yes. Yeah. <coughs> um, but I don't, do don't do want to knock that off. But I'm not very good at it. It takes yeah. me longer. Right. So it's a special occasion where I'll sit down and roll several yeah, so that that's, it's just that's done. That's how you get good. That, I, uh, the first time I passed through Amsterdam many, many years ago, I must have been 19, I think. Yeah, 19 or 20. Um, I was out at a rave by myself, and I met this Dutch couple. I'm awkwardly like okay i'm at this this dance event by myself now how old are you 19 or 20 okay um and i had my bag of weed i thought i knew how to roll joints and i had this couple come up to me and they're like you're not from here are you and i was like how do you know we haven't even talked yet you haven't even heard my <laughs> accent and they're like you don't know how to roll a joint and i was like maybe maybe not i i, I did these hog leg looking things that were just like like that and so they, they, was, they were really cool about it. They, we hung out and talked for a while, and they showed me how to roll joints. And then when I lived in Amsterdam this last time, um, yeah, I, I'm very, my, my cone skills, I'm, I'm very confident in now. I'm not a confident joint roller, but I know that um, I'm good enough. And <laughs> <laughs> Respect that. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> nice. Have you spent time in Amsterdam? I have. You have. Wonderful. What was the was it holiday? Were you casually baked in Amsterdam? The first time was just a holiday. I had a trip to London and then Amsterdam and then Ireland. Nice. For St. Patrick's Day. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 
And so that was my first experience. I went with a girlfriend of mine who is my favorite pot smoking buddy back home mm-hmm. in Austin. And she has multiple sclerosis, mm-hmm. but she had just been accepted into this drug study. Oh. So that she could get the medicine that she needed. Right. And they're and like, they were like, if you test positive for cannabis, you'll get kicked out of the study. Right. So it wasn't quite a fun trip the way I wanted it to be with cannabis because I was having to like, I mean, I was still smoking. (laughs) I was like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, you're my girl, but yeah, but I, we didn't have as much fun as I know we could have. And then the second time I went, I was living in Italy. And Uh so it was just, is this where in Bologna? Bologna. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Two parli Italiano. Parlo un po' Italiano. Anche io. With smoke in my mouth. <laughs> Anche io. Um, I yeah. knew enough to be dangerous and half-ass communicate while I was there. I'm definitely not dangerous. I am. I'm. Yeah. I'm more of a awkward, awkward pato. No. Um, yeah. I. I love Italy. I love the culture. I love the pace. I'm not Italian at all. I've, I've lived there twice, though. It's. I think I was in a former life. I can't keep these hands from moving if I wanted to. Right, right. It's just, it's insane. Very expressive. And people ask me all the time, are you Italian? Like, in a past life, yes, I believe. (laughs) I was. My past life regression says yes. (laughs) No, the JoJo. (laughs) It's great. How long were you there? Um, 16 months. Mm. I came home a little bit early, right? Um, but a, it was run. it was a an adventure in figuring out how to get paid to be myself and just hit the reset button and just how, slow things down a little bit. How was your experience with cannabis in Italy? Well, it was. I mean, the cannabis that I got in Italy was laughable. Yeah, the hash was great, right? Um, and I had a guy that came out to visit me from California who brought me some great oil. And so just I found, had found it there because that would be international. Oh, I had weed the <laughs> the um second day I was there. Right. And my housemate was like, how did you already fucking get weed? Like you don't speak Italian. Right. And you got here yesterday. I was like, I saw a guy at a party. I right. and Bloodhound right here. Just like <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, where's the head shop? Right. And yeah, and he delivered me pot the next day. There was a lot of seeds in it. Lots of seeds. I remember being hooked up with, I think they were like, we can find you a gram. And I'm like, okay, thanks, Antonio. Let's do this. And then he, he gave it to me and I looked at it and it reminded me, I was probably 22 at this time. It reminded me of cannabis that I would see back in the Midwest when I was like 17. And so I'm de-seeding it, de-stemming it, and I start rolling a joint. And he's like, no, no, tobacco? No, you'll go crazy. I was like, yeah, man. (laughs) That is the exact reaction I got. I was like, pretty sure I'm not going to go crazy from this. Like, you need (laughs) to. Oh, I was like the sideshow at parties. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like that's that crazy American girl that only smokes cannabis. Mm -hmm. What? No tobacco? Yeah. But the you know the thing about smoking spliffs because you you get used to it because you know it's way easier to just adapt and and be a part of that culture while you're there like you know I, what I would agree with that to the point of my asthma and tobacco oh. I can't well do it. yeah fair health yeah. reasons whatever I get it 
But I would sit around the dinner table mm-hmm. after you've consumed like three bottles of wine. Yeah. yeah. And then someone lights a spliff, and that is, is a head. Well, it is, but it's also like head, oh, body. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. oh, it's full. And you're probably immensely on. full. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, shit, okay, I've got to. You know, so there there are some there are some cultural differences that, oh, yeah. um, and also the passing of the joint. It's not puff puff pass right. there. You know, somebody's telling a story and they'll sit here and wave it, and everybody's like, "What? Oh, like, oh, go in God, for it. Dear, go. give it to me." Right. And then I didn't know that, and mm-hmm. so I reached for it, like, and oh, the whole room was no. like. No 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 no, 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 like that's not how this works. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, like, I'm so sorry, thank you. And Grab so on. now I find that I fucking do it all the mm-hmm. time. I probably don't need any more of that anyway. <laughs> nice. Oh, did you? Are no, you? I'm good, okay. I'm good. No, I need to have more coffee now and get through my day. Um, yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to experience I, new cultures. and, that, and Yeah, the smoking in different places, because even in America, we smoke differently on the West Coast than we do on the, the, the East Coast does. Um, but then when you take it international, you know, just seeing the cultural differences of, yeah. oh, am I just supposed to roll my own joint? Like people aren't going to pass that around. Or if you're in Jamaica and you pull out a glass piece, a lot of the Jamaicans are like, what are you doing, man? That ain't good. So and, tell me, what do you think about um, Canada? Do you, I mean, it seems like they're void eh? of a culture a bit. What? Like, no. so that's what I want to know. Like, yeah. what is that culture? Because people, well, and I think maybe it, when they say the void of culture, more of it being like people aren't talking about it enough. Like, it's not as conversational yet. They People still are kind of hiding it or whatever. These are the listeners that message me. I so, From my experience, I, that's not how I see Canada. Like, okay, that's what like I want to know because I'm about still, to go visit. So right. I want to see, hear what you think. Like, and then like I'm going to go. Cannabis is only it. behind closed doors still. Like the cannabis closet has not opened in Canada, is the kind of the theme. They're saying, well, the, so the feedback I've gotten, which, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to explore it, right. is that someone is like, hi, I'm mm-hmm. still the only person in my group that consumes cannabis. Right. And I, don't feel comfortable doing it around them. Interesting. I still feel stigmatized. Right. And so I, it's legal here, but I still feel like I'm in the closet and Mm. I wish we had more of a culture, like more people like out in the wild talking about it and like being about it. Like they need consumption lounges where you can have a community place to meet. Okay. I mean, I. But yeah, so I don't know. I'm about to jump in. there at like, and when I went up there, the last time I went there was in Vancouver, and there were places to go hang out and smoke. Mm-hmm. Granted, I think they were illegal. Uh, and actually, I know they were illegal, but it was still a community-accepted place. So there, But it was an underground community. It was a subculture, but right. it was not like a secret handshake to get in this place. It was sure, more sure, like, sure. hey, this is where people you are know, smoking. You know, right. Right. Yeah, um, just like in Prohibition. Right, right, <laughs> That's right. the whole point. Isolated in certain areas. So, but what... <laughs> I, for clients that I have in Canada, I mean, I guess I get a biased view then because they're like, oh, yeah, this is full steam ahead. Like, this is great. Yeah. And there's obviously a demand for what they're doing. Well, and it's big business there. So, like, right. financially, it's very real. Yeah. Very, so, very all real. of, you know, all of these things point positive. Right. I'm just curious to see and what I, it's going to, what it's really like. Like, 
I'm out in the wild. Go with the. I bet it just depends on where you are because Vancouver. It's like BC has such a history of cannabis. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, that's what I would think too. The Beasters. I mean, we all remember these. The Triple A's back in the day. Like that's that's been there. So it's not like oh hey Canada legalized and like we're trying to fill in a void of culture. Like no. Like, but there is. I I think I'm seeing an article that somebody sent me yesterday. Right. I haven't read it, but I think it's talking about how Calgary may end up being that kind of the hub or the cultural cannabis hub. Interesting. Somebody sent me an article. That I'm just send, reading a headline. Right. Hey, yeah. So I, I, like I don't even know what out. I'm talking about yet. <laughs> We're talking about Canada. You're doing great. No. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I would like to go up there and check it out because I think especially right now anytime you can get to a country that already is further ahead federally than what we're yeah. doing go check it out see what it looks like and I, I agree I, I mean, think people should be taking vacations there and just feeling it out and being like oh okay yeah this feels fucking normal I would have this legal in my country yeah, yeah. and that's I have found especially people in middle America like they're the sky is gonna fall comment still where it's mm-hmm. like you just you need to be in a place where it's normalized for just a few days. Even you're like, oh, no one, no one cares. Like yeah. this doesn't really, this isn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, and but in Canada, especially because initially everything was moved through the mail system, and I think they just have had their shops open within the last year and a half. So that part is new. Like opposed yeah. to being like, hey, just send us to my house, and like, oh, I get this envelope, and like. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to sit here in my room because there's nowhere to go, or maybe I don't know. My neighbor next door is doing this too, um, so I could see that. Um, and I think someone, gosh, I have so many conversations when I'm high that I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, who was I talking to? But so someone was saying that it, it's been a weird shift from it being an only mail in the right. mail snail mail right. system to now it being where they have to go in. So like it completely flip-flopped. Right. So I just recently got a book um, about, Claire, will you, I should, will you hand me that book over there? This guy sent me his book and it's my homework to read before I get to Canada. Ooh. And so, like I said, I've been talking out my ass about Canada. (laughs) But John Hiltz, he wrote okay. The Wild West, It's Canada's Legalization of Marijuana. And he was a journalist who got the job like right when all the legalization stuff was happening. Mm-hmm. And so he ended up writing about it, like documenting that process and like what the laws are right now. So I have to read that before I get there. When, I'm going to be there for 420. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Yes, yeah, so you got to read this soon. Yeah. Um, uh, knowing me, I'll be last minute cramming on the airplane. Right, we're like, okay, we can do this. <laughs> Just, I mean, it, it looks like it's a quick read too. Yeah, I, I think mean, so. The end part, they they already have. Oh, infused, bullet points. Good. No recipes. Oh, recipes. Yeah, you skip to the end and you find barbecue meatballs. <laughs> See, and then I'll only get there knowing how to make barbecue meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I totally understand your culture. I understand your history and how you got here. <laughs> Meatballs. That's good. <laughs> well, I I would love to hear how that trip goes because yeah. I have a tentative trip planned for later in the year to Canada. 
if some business develops. But uh, if that doesn't happen, I'm not, I mean, I'm probably not headed there. So I'd like to know okay. what's going on. You can yeah. circle back around. I'll be there and then Vancouver in June. Oh, cool. When so, it's super beautiful. Yeah. You got it. That's Canada is definitely, well, unless you snowboard or ski, it's the summertime place. Yeah, I would hurt myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I just, I, yeah. All right. All right, good times. Yeah, good times. Good hey, talk. Thanks good for talk. yeah, that was a that was a nice smoke sesh. That was yeah, good. That was good. I don't hate on blended shit. It's good. <laughs> That's you know, respect to that. I, I appreciate your open mindedness for trying that. And it yeah, I I like smoking like that. I've I have found consistently when I'm out on the town and people are like, Oh my god, that joint was amazing. What cult far was that? And I'm like, I have no idea. It's like these hands. <laughs> it's like some sour diesel. You got some pineapple over here. I, I really don't know. Some, well, mm. you done good. Thank you. I and you were an excellent guest. Welcome back anytime. I should have started. The, I'm very susceptible to praise. I So thank you. <laughs> oh, see, I just inherently knew that. I knew what your love language was. Right. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. This was fun. Yeah, if I if I I I'm hoping I get a reinvite. I know you've only done this once. It sounded like for somebody got two episodes. Um. Well, a couple. I've had Brian Applegarth, the travel guy. He I love bantering with him. Okay. And he's a history and and travel buff, and so we okay. always have good conversations. So I've invited him back. I'm gonna I'm gonna just put it out there. Hopeful for the invitation back. You know, okay. I'm going to, yeah, I'm just going to, we'll, we'll, yeah. All right, received. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Well, thank you. Thank you. Casually Baked, the podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Arnav Gupta. La Osa is in the house capturing and editing the video version of the podcast available on YouTube and channel 203 on Cannabis Club TV. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you're finding your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.